Well, I guess I'm back already for another one. Why not? Something to do. People seem to enjoy my uh, ramblings of an incoherent madman. I've definitely lost my mind a long time ago. And, you know, who doesn't like a public uh, train wreck meltdown? What reality TV is based on and apparently what uh, <clears throat> a lot of what our culture values. Well, a lot of things we find important. We like to watch things like a thousand, my thousand pound life. And, uh, you know, discount husbands or whatever the hell is, you know, goes on for TV these days. So, you know, why not I'll watch a man go completely insane? <laughs> I would. I would watch that. Sounds like a good show. How is everybody out there today? Probably the same as yesterday and every other day. Well, I'm staying home. I'm staying safe. I'm not working. I have no friends or family or social life. And uh, prospects for the future are bleak. I feel like killing myself. And every day's Groundhog Day. But at least we saved Grandma. Well, we maybe we did. We don't know. A lot of them seem to have died anyway. Um, I don't know when that happened. I mean, because when I was a kid, when you got old and you got sick, uh, you you died when you were 70, 80, 90 years old. You get the flu, you get pneumonia. Yeah, that is, seems to be what happened. All those things are gone now. So at least if nothing else, in the past, uh, the previous year, we did eliminate every other cause of death. Uh, there's just now COVID-related deaths. And, um, I mean, well, that's, that's all there is, really. I mean, I know people that have uh, they committed suicide, shot himself in the face with a shotgun. COVID-related fatality, it was labeled as. Because technically, you know, anything to keep the narrative going. Because it's, uh, they don't care. None of these people, they're scumbags. This government, the, uh, what we're living through, it's like psychological warfare. It is actually psychological warfare. And it's on purpose. You know, this is what we would do before we invade foreign countries, before, we, you know, the invasion of Iraq in 2003, uh, the Israelis practice this over the, uh, you know, and the Palestinians often. Um, it's called flooding the zone. So what you do is you uh, say you're trying to, you know, you've got uh, eight or nine, eight or nine cards, like the size of a, like a deck of cards. You got eight or nine of them on a table and they all have a little picture on it and you can arrange them left to right in a sequence to tell a story. Uh, you know, you got to look at it. It might take a minute or two, but you, you know, you'll get it. That's how the news and information used to work. But now if you've noticed, especially the last five or 10 years, um, it's almost like somebody walked up while you were trying to arrange those, you know, five or ten different uh, little picture pieces to form a story. And somebody had a giant garbage bag of thousands of other pieces. Some of them look similar. Some of them look real and aren't real. Some are completely outrageous. And they just dumped it all over your table. Now, you know, the truth is still in there, but it's going gonna, it's gonna to take some time. <laughs> it's going to take a while for you to sort through that and make any sense of anything. So when your target population is completely disoriented, confused, and can't tell up from down, doesn't know what reality is, makes it a lot easier to, uh, you know, do whatever you want to do to them. And that's what's happening now. We've got uh, complete, in total, saturation in messaging, in political messaging, propaganda messaging, fear messaging, racial diversity, you know, uh, not even diversity, adversity messaging. These aren't the messages. When I was, when I was younger, um... You know, the messaging was all was always kind of, hey, it uh, doesn't matter. Whatever, whoever you are, whatever you think, whatever your, you know, race, skin color, none of that matters. It's just just be a good person. Don't be a piece of garbage. And none of that stuff is really that. Now, these days, everything's flip flopped. 
Now we teach kids primarily what is the most important thing is their skin color, is their racial identity, is their color, you know, and uh, more to the point that all the white people are bad. You know, they don't have one of those. And the, the, bi, the racialized Canadians, that's my new favorite word. I like when they invent words. Ra- I'm a ra- the racialized Canadians. Like victimized or sodomized or brutalized. You know, they've been eyesed. Something's been done to them. They're victims of some kind, you know? you got to feel sorry for them at the very least because they've been racialized. They're racialized. What does that even mean? Well, from what I can understand, it's uh, anybody that's not white. You know, just like BIPOC case that one doesn't catch on black indigenous people of color because the black uh, black versus black v white narrative worked a lot better in the united states where they have a uh, 14 to 15 percent uh african-american population in canada it's only four percent so you know we had to include well the natives make up a much bigger chunk so we'll roll them in there as well so we've got black and indigenous people of color which means again not white people this is not. Does this seem like inclusive messaging? Is this gonna? Is this? Does this promote uh, togetherness and unity, or does it? Does, does it? Uh, you know, create an environment where people are categorized based entirely upon their appearance, and then you treat them accordingly. We've got uh, ethnocentric hiring practices, grants. You know, you're encouraging businesses to do these kinds of things. There's advertisements on the radio. Hire local. Hire BIPOC. BIPOCCanada.ca. Whatever the hell it was. But because it's at the expense of, you know, Europeans, it's, it's fine, I guess. <laughs> it's disgusting. And everybody's fine with it. I, I talked a lot before. I'm, I'm really not a big fan of politicians, in case anybody hasn't noticed. Completely off off the wall, totally a different conversation. But you know, with the shutdowns, the vaccine. I'm going to talk about that in a minute, because apparently this will never end, according to Angela Merkel, the president of Germany. Somehow she's still there. How <laughs> oh, there's no end in sight until the world is vaccinated, and then there's going to be a mass vaccination program rollout for Canada in the summer. Um, Again, for something ninety nine. If you're under the age of seventy, you've got a ninety nine, you know, point upwards of nine percent chance of survival or encountering, you know, a very, you know, a routine infection like influenza A or B. Um, maybe slightly more dangerous, but at the end of the day, not significantly so that we should be doing this. But they did destroy our economy. They did absolutely rack up massive amounts of debt, and they did make everybody stay home and stay safe and cut staff, cut hours, shut your business down, whatever. And I've been contesting this whole time. Well, what makes you so essential, daddy government? What do you do? What are you managing? What are you governing? Everybody's at home, so what are you supposed to be doing? Why are you essential? As leaders of the community, shouldn't you uh, you know, sacrifice yourselves first? Shouldn't you be in the front of the firing line? Shouldn't you be the people that lay down on the razor wire for the rest of your people to run across? Isn't that how it's supposed to go? Well, apparently there was at least one man that uh, understands what the burden of leadership is supposed to be. It's not to be. It's not supposed to be there to get fat and rack up uh, eye bleeding, you know, <laughs> grocery bills on sticks of butter like Doug Ford. Roman uh, Baber, an independent MP, proposed that. Uh, the MPs, the M- yeah, municipal uh, provincial uh, legislature. For uh, member of parliament in Ontario, 
have their salary reduced to $500 a week, the same as what millions of Canadians would get underserved. He says the government's quick to shut down the economy, leaving hundreds of thousands of workers on unemployment insurance. Or employment insurance, rather. The unemployment rate is almost double, and more than 400,000 people in Ontario remain unemployed compared to pre-pandemic levels. On Wednesday, uh, this was published the 17th, asked the Legislative Assembly for an unanimous consent, but it was denied. In response to government House Paul, House Leader Paul Calandra proposed his own motion to have only Baber's salary cut. So if there's any um, any question or any illusions about who these people are, they have nothing but contempt for you. Again, they love this system. They like to perpetuate it because they're getting rich. They get paid. They're getting paid six figures, and they have, they're you know they don't get fired. How many how many years do you have to do in these kinds of jobs anyway? You get a pension for life. Not very many. You're encouraged to play ball and be on the team, and uh, you know. Blue, 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 blue notifications so he wants baber says hey it would only be fair that we you know we take a huge hit because we all are in this together aren't we apparently not and in response the leader of the house proposed a motion to have just that guy who's thinking of the little people the regular you know i wouldn't even call them little people the people that keep the country going the lights on keep the trucks moving keep the you know the store shelves stocked keep the electricity moving you know all the (laughs) Nah. Nah. All you people with your independent lives, your businesses now, the hell with that. It's hilarious. This guy. I can't believe that. He, imagine we would we would take a pay cut. Who does this guy think he is? We should cut his pay for even thinking about this. They think it's funny. They laughed at him. How many what's the suicide rate in Ontario right now? How are the overdoses and the uh, gang violence and all that stuff? Is that funny? Do you find that funny? Calandra, you're a disgrace like all the rest of them. There are so few people in this country, but, you know, good for him. Roman Baber, independent. No kidding. Pretty much have to be independent to have an opinion of your own these days, don't you? And while this is going on, uh, you know, Main, what's the, the main story on CBC today? The pros and cons of online booking portals for COVID-19 vaccines once mass immunization begins. They love to act as if they're, that, that 60% of this country does not want a, a vaccine, an experimental, untested vaccine that just existed six months ago. What are the short-term side effects? Dunno. In a lot of cases, it looks like death, cerebral palsy, rare blood disorders, hemophilia. Hmm. You know, infertility, stroke, <laughs> a heart attack, anaphylactic shock. There's quite a few, you know. What are the long-term effects? No idea at six months old. What happens in five years, ten years? Is this doing anything? Don't know. We didn't do any human trials, but we all say the people selling you the vaccine, which are standing to make, you know, hundreds of billions of dollars, they say it's very safe. So, of course it is. Nine out of ten doctors recommend Camel Cigarettes. Camel Cigarettes are the only brand that I smoke while I'm pregnant with my unborn twins. (laughs) Hi, I'm Troy McClure. (laughs) You may remember me from such bullshit product ads as... (laughs) What else? (laughs) DMT, or not DMT. What was DEET? DDT on me keeps the flies away. Remember that? We'll spray. Our, we'll just spray them down with hardcore pesticides and chemicals. 
<laughs> let's build our buildings with asbestos. You know, let's. Oh no, yes. Trust the experts, guys. They've never been wrong about anything in their lives. Hey, let's get. Uh, what's that? What's that drug? Thalidomide. What's it called? The one that uh, you know, everybody was told was safe, and then you had all the you know, deformed, disfigured children. But nine out of ten doctors recommend. But the experts said. Yeah, they're just people, and you know, if you haven't noticed, people are prone to being incredibly, incredibly stupid. Especially now. So, it doesn't make you an irrational conspiracy theorist and a crazy person, a paranoid nut job, to say, yeah, I'm not, I'm going to wait this out. First of all, uh, yeah, I, it, whatever, my body, my choice. Isn't that a thing? Oh, you don't get to, you don't get to, well, I don't get to what? You want to come at me with an experimental vaccine that's going to modify my cellular structure? It's an mRNA vaccine. It's a very different thing than a dead virus vaccine. We don't know the side effects. We don't know what it, what it's going to do in the future. Um, but but most importantly, without the vaccine, I only have a ninety nine point nine nine percent chance of survival. Should I encounter this? Yeah, you know what? I'm good. I'll risk it. But you need the vaccine to keep everybody safe. Well, no. Again, according to the state and the experts, getting the vaccine does not stop you from contracting the, the virus, spreading the virus to other people, getting sick from the virus and displaying symptoms. Apparently, it doesn't do anything. It's not a guarantee of anything. So you want me to risk irreparable damage, modifying my own cellular structure, you know, because why? Because <laughs> you're scared of germs? Man, if only they could have got an Ebola vaccine out this fast. Remember that Ebola? And you know what else is miraculous? A vaccine used to take 10 to 15, 20 years to develop to properly, uh, you know, sequence and isolate the virus and then do trials and testing on animals. And then you're going to move on to human trials and all of this. Used to take quite a long time. But they banged this out in, what, six to eight months, six, nine months? And not only that miracle. It wasn't just one, oh, a miracle. We got a vi oh, what a vaccine. We got it just in time. It's a miracle. Five other companies also came up with a miracle at the same time. How many, how many different brands of this vaccine is there now? There maybe there's more than five now. What a miracle. I'm sure all these these corporations are just we're just thrilled to share their breakthroughs with everyone. They, they you know, you know what they hate more than anything is making money. They're definitely, I mean, yeah, I know we do stand to, you know, make a massive fortune on this, marketing our, our new vaccine to the entire world, apparently. But you know what, Johnson & Johnson, you know what, Moderna, you know what, AstraZeneca, you know what, I'll, we'll just share. We'll all just, you know, just turns out we've all got, we all happen to have a solution all at the same time ready to go. What are the odds of that? I'm sure it's safe. It's fine. Never mind. Oh, and you also can't sue these companies if anything happens to you. If it kills you, if your eyes fall out of your head. You know, your your knees start bending in the wrong direction. Whatever the side effects are, you can't sue them ever. There, there's no liability whatsoever to any of these companies. So I'll just add that to the pile of reasons that maybe this isn't the best idea you've ever had. So when I see these people like volunteering, I can't wait to get mine. Like you're one of those kids that just would do whatever the teacher said for that gold sticker on their report card, aren't you? I got a gold sticker today. I'm I'm doing a good I'm a good boy. 
I want to be the hall monitor. Let me tell you, there's nothing, there's nothing that drops panties faster than that kind of attitude. Those guys just clean up. <laughs> the kings of the world, you know. Uh, well, I uh, follow the rules. I keep my head down. I never speak up. And, uh, you know, I always walk to both ways before crossing the street. I wait until, you know, the crosswalk sign comes on. I always do my seatbelt up right away. <laughs> I'm in bed by 10 o'clock every night with my glass of milk. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Those are the people that uh, changed the world right there. <laughs> They're proud of it. And then there's all the miscarriages, right? It says right on there, uh, this may not be a good idea to take if you're pregnant. Don't care. I am getting going to get so many likes on the gram for this. Is that nurse um, proudly like, I don't care. And then, you know, a week later, a few days, a couple of days later, I had to announce, no, I had a miscarriage. <laughs> you, you literally killed your baby for social media clout. I mean, <laughs> not my kid, but Jesus. Isn't that a bit much? And they're just going to act like we all want it. We all need it. We're scrambling. We need the vaccine. We're not going to have enough. And they bought they bought enough to have everybody in the country have four doses. <laughs> not even just one shot either. You need two, maybe three now. And even with everything, again, you still got to wear the mask. Oh, I'm sorry, two masks now. Now we need two masks. We're still going to have curfews, restrictions, 14-day isolation, you know, all this crap. Well, depending on which part of the country you're in. You're coming into Nova Scotia. It's like landing in 1970s communist Cuba, which coincidentally a lot of the people in that part of the country would probably love. It's, uh, you know, communism's big with them. Real big fans of that kind of ideology, whether they know it or not. There's, uh, you know, there's police and there's like little checkpoints and there's a place you got to scan your phone for a barcode to send in paperwork and an application to tell them where you're going to be. Where, you know, who's staying there, how long you're going to be there, what's the address, what's your phone number so they can check up on you, and they want you to digitally check in with the government every day. What? Or you could, lay, you know, fly into, uh, you know, Regina or Calgary and get off the plane and uh, nobody cares. You know, fine. <laughs> Toronto, too, even. Eh, you know, well, technically you're supposed to do the 14-day isolation thing. Did you know Florida has been wide open this whole time? Like six months ago, <laughs> like months ago, Florida was like, yeah, we're not doing this anymore. Uh, the Deco North, South Dakota, Idaho, I'm pretty sure. There's a lot of places that are just not participating in this delusional uh, fantasy world that many of us are still stuck in. Sweden didn't lock down anything. And uh, everybody's alive still. I saw an article the other day, it was on Friday, we were talking about it, that the... Uh, <laughs> The lockdown measures in the United Kingdom were so effective, they stopped the spread in Sweden. <laughs> Another comment I saw from somebody in the community was, well, how is this affecting the third world countries exactly? And I said, well, they don't have economies to destroy. They don't really have much of a middle class anyway, so COVID isn't interested in those places. It only comes out here where we live and only after 9 p.m. It only comes out at night and it only likes to target small businesses. Doesn't go after Walmart, you know, because they're they're essential, essential. Those corporate profits are essential. Man, these these 
I mean, we kind of deserve it. Letting these the, the, the weakest, scummiest, most self-interested people that uh, exist in our society, which has been in constant decline for decades, we, we allow them to dictate to us how things need to be done and, you know, what we need to put up with and, you know, what we need to, again, like, from the worst people in our society that don't even follow their own rules. How many of them get caught over Christmas break? Police chiefs, mayors, premiers, prime minister's entire staff and cabinet and office pretty much, probably a lot of the conservatives too, a lot, every, you know, stay home and stay safe. Opportunities for Canadians. Now, excuse me, I have to go back to my margarita. Margarita? Oh, it's very hot here. And this Caribbean island that I flew to with your tax money. But you need to stay home and stay. They don't care. Why would we listen to them? It, it, is it fear? Why would you be afraid of them? They're pathetic and weak and spineless. And they're more afraid of you than anything, hence the gun ban. Which constantly gets more and more and more ridiculously aggressive. Now they're banning airsoft and paintball de facto. By banning basically everything that they, people would use for those activities. Is that because they're afraid of paintball guns and airsoft rifles and uh, you know pellet guns? No. But they are afraid of populations using that um, as a training aid or a training tool. You can get realistic style, look, and weapons, whatever. And, uh, you know, you could do some paramilitary training that way. Which is illegal already in every other scenario. But if you're paintballing or airsofting or something, then it's not quite the same. Well, they're going to put a stop to that. And all the guns used in the massacre, the big massacre, the Nova Scotia massacre, which... Uh, there's yet to be any motive released or any information at all. Uh, worst mass murder in history. And all of the weapons that he used were acquired illegally from the United States. None of the laws previously in place or have been in place since would have changed anything about the outcome of that scenario. And before the bodies were even called, it was the gun ban immediately. Stri like they had it holstered, legislated, written out, ready to go. Within 48 hours, within 24 hours, maybe less. Gun ban, gun ban, gun ban. We got to get the guns. We got to get the guns. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, you don't even know what he used. We don't even know what he used or what. It's come out since, and we all assume they were probably illegally acquired from the United States, and they were. But it's not about that. The first thing they went after, and if you want to talk about, you know, gang violence and gun crime and this kind of stuff. Handguns are much more, you know, frequently used in things like murders and drive-bys because they're easy to conceal. You put them in your waistband, whatever, glove box. It's kind of hard to, you know, inconspicuously, you know, pull off a gangland hit or something with a Kalashnikov <laughs> or, you know, a full-sized M14 or something. It's a little bit tougher to do. People tend to notice those things a little easier. So, but what did the government go after first? We need to get these semi-automatic military-style assault rifles off our streets. Well, no one's used those, though. The Danforth shooter, another smaller a handgun smuggling from the United States. <laughs> but that's not what they're after. So why do they want the rifles? Well, because, you know, why, why do you think that is? Take a guess. And they laugh at these idiots that don't know what they're talking about. Again, I've 14 years in the infantry. 
I fought against guys that all they had was basically sticks and stones and small arms, and you know what? They could still do some damage. So I laugh at these people, these idiots that don't know what the hell they're talking about. I like to, what's your rifle going to do against a tank? What are they going to do? You can't do anything with those anyway. Tell that to the Viet Cong or the Taliban or ISIS or any of these guys in Iraq or, or al-Nusra. You know, they got pickup trucks and small arms, and uh, they did just fine. So your excuse, your, your, your reasoning for saying it's pointless to even resist a tyrannical, out-of-control government, because that's what I personally believe the primary reason for private firearm ownership is, a free, you know, a free population of free men and women that can, if they need to, take up arms and overthrow people who have taken control of them that are out of their minds. It's not like it doesn't happen. Pick up a history book. It happens all the time. It happens more often than it doesn't happen. That's why, but they want to talk about, you know, sports shooting and this kind of crap. And so you should be very wary of someone who's like, yeah, we need all your guns. <laughs> Oh, by the way, hate speech laws, too. Ah, uh, yeah, we are building isolation camps on top of that, and we're changing the laws so that uh, anybody speaking out against this is going to be punished severely. Um, oh, and we're going to arm ourselves up even more. We're going to militarize the police. Uh, we're going to put in new clauses and, you know, designations for government employees that we can arm them, you know, more as well. We're going to put a giant wall around Parliament. <laughs> They're scared of you. There were, why would you be worried about public reaction? Are you planning something nefarious? Or are you just uncomfortable with the idea that you don't have total omnipotent power over your subjects, which I believe is probably the case? They don't like that. They want to be more confident in their ability to just jam stuff down people's throats and have, they have no, uh, yeah, that's what they do in every, every place this happens. Little mini tyrant dictators. You got Cuba, Soviet Union, China, North Korea. Venezuela now most recently. Other governments around the, you know, and uh, they're doing it. They're going for it in the States. They're going for it here. It, it, and it, it would be one argument if it was, we want to ban all the, all the guns are banned. Everything's got to go. All of it. The police, the army, the whole thing. Well, let's talk about that. That's one argument. Let's go. With, okay, let's, let's talk about that. But that's not what they want. They want a monopoly on the use of force. The government wants to have all of the guns. You understand? Like, that is, that's an ominous thing. That's a, that's a controlling thing. It's like a husband who's like, you know, I'm going to control all the money. All the credit cards, everything's mine. You can't, uh, you know, like financially isolating an abused spouse. By the way, you can't ever go outside either, lady. Don't talk to your friends. I don't like them. I want to know where you are at all times, and there's a curfew. You better be home by 8 p.m. <laughs> this government's really starting to resemble a, an abusive spouse, don't you, say, don't you think? And again, if they were being honest, when you look at the numbers and you look at the statistics and you look at where the problems are coming from, if you're worried and your big concern is people being shot with firearms, well, then it should become of no surprise to you that uh, the people performing that these these crimes and these murders uh, are not registered gun owners. They're not people that were following the laws anyway. A, a particularly hilarious one was that when they came up with the uh, the magazine capacity limits. Well, we're going to put a little pin in the magazine 
So that way, the only way you can put more than five rounds in it is if you drill the pin out. So there, that'll stop them. Like, oh, yes, thank you. I was going to perform a mass murder at a shopping mall today, but I really don't want that uh, extra $2,000 uh, charge or fine on my on my head for drilling out magazines I wasn't supposed to. So I, I guess the murdering is off, guys. I guess the terrorism is not going to happen this today. I didn't realize. <laughs> Makes no difference. All it does is create encumbrances and uh, create an unlevel playing field for people that do want to follow the rules. And they know this. They know the data. They know the numbers as well as anyone. Nobody's that stupid. So why, why are they doing it? Well, they want you disarmed. Why do they want you disarmed? Well, no good reason. Shouldn't you want your, you know, your spouse to be empowered and independent and strong and healthy and free? Should not want to control every aspect of their lives, and that's what we've got. We've got a totalitarian, authoritarian state creeping in day by day, and it gets more and more aggressive month by month, year by year. New legislation coming to combating online hate. That hate, oh, it's everywhere. Any new hate speech laws? Who wants to live like this? I don't. I do not like where this is going. That's why the, the meme country of Daglon is, uh, that's our best bet. Alaska, you're going to start in Alaska and you're going to go uh, southeast through the prairies, Alberta, the Midwest, the United States, the Dakotas, all the way down to Texas, and then hook it right over to Florida. Georgia, Carolinas, Virginia, you know. And we'll do that. That'll be the soup. That'll be the super country. Because we just, um, we live in two different realities now. You're either with us here in, in, in understanding, regardless of where you're on the spectrum, not everybody agrees with everything. But we all agree something's very wrong. The government is drunk with power everywhere to one degree or another. Some of them aren't as bad as others, but it's generally trending in a bad direction. We're spending money like crazy people. Uh, we're more focused on delusions and people's feelings and fantasies than reality. We're destroying our own energy industry, again, for the same reasons. And then, you know, all this COVID stuff, and everybody just gives it away. They just gave their freedoms away because they asked. They, they'd fancy themselves. Like, that. this is how it's done, guys. There's never going to be a rampaging army. There's not Lord of the Rings isn't going to happen. There's not going to be 50,000 goblins that come in here with swords demanding that we submit to them as slaves. This isn't Genghis Khan. It's not the Middle Ages. How it's done and how it's been done for quite a while now, actually, is that you just convince the population to give it, give it up, and they do. And then it sucks. And then eventually they get out of it way down the line. And I mean, you know, it'll happen and sooner or later. Well, the Soviet Union lasted 80 years. It'll definitely, it could definitely outlive you. North Korea is still going. And then you write history books on how did, how did this happen? How could we have let this happen? People like Solzhenitsyn, who wrote the Gupag. The Gupag. I'm going to the Gupag. The Gulag Archipelago. And to paraphrase, basically, he said how, we, you know, how angry and frustrated everyone was in the camps later on, realizing that they had just resisted with whatever they had. Fire pokers, table legs, whatever it was. Just inflict any kind of damage when the state police would show up to round everybody up. Arresting entire apartment buildings and cake, taking people away. Nobody fought them. 
So what, what's the deterrence? If you're one of these police officers, you're one of these NKVD guys going out to, you know, arrest some innocent people because Stalin demanded it. You're like, well, I mean, people are going to take the, the, uh, the, the path of least resistance almost always. The weak people anyway, but most people are weak. And if your two options are, you know, face the wrath of Stalin. <laughs> yeah. Or go arrest your neighbors. Which one do you think they're going to choose? And he correctly surmised that had there at least been, well, I could go arrest my neighbors, but, you know, the guys in the other precinct there uh, last week went into that uh, apartment building in uh, in St. Petersburg, and seven of them were bludgeoned to death. <laughs> I mean, we did get them all eventually, but uh, I don't know. Do you feel like dying for this? They, had to, they, they should have fought back, and they didn't. And then 80 million people were killed. So it's not a virtue, and I'm not saying we need to do that. You know, people need to go and you know get physically violent or anything right now in Canada. But the 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 idea that um, it's somehow it's somehow virtuous to do as you're told and follow the rules and say just doing my job and somehow it's ne- that's never been the case. And you can look at any other time period in history, and people will unanimously agree with you. Yeah, that's messed up, and that's crazy, and that's cr-. and then but somehow the cognitive dissonance is still so strong there, and the programming in their head that they fail to see that they're enacting and living out the exact same things themselves right now. There is a snitch line set up that people are using to call and snitch on their neighbor. I saw one in uh, Halifax. A bunch of people were fine. They had a news release. All the heroic police that came and went after someone complained about too many people being in a house. The police showed up and issued tickets and arrest, you know. Like the Soviets did. And we've got uh, reward lines out for people to snitch on people for, uh, you know, uh, taking benefits when they're not supposed to, breaking social distancing, breaking, you know, whatever. The government's asking you to rat on people now. Just like the Soviet Union, just like in China. But they excuse it away because, well, that can't be me because I'm a hero. I grew up watching, you know, Avengers on Netflix and fighting the Nazis. I would never, you know. Well, you're doing it right now. You're willfully participating in, in this system. And uh, why don't you go talk to somebody? You think I'm exaggerating? You think I'm I'm being uh, bombastic? I'm, you know, uh, you think this is hyperbole? Almost every single person I know is uh, been negatively affected, not by the virus. The virus hasn't killed anyone that I know or know of anyone that I know. Not a single person. And I know a lot of people. So that's not what's causing them a lot of what is causing them problems is the uh, the government response. And, you know, the, the supporters. Will say, well, that's because we're being kept safe by the government. I can't I refuse to even engage these people. You're literally like, I trust the government. They keep me safe. You're the epitome of everything that's wrong. But, again, government policies have destroyed a lot of people. A lot of suicides. I know four people just since March last year. Since this uh, started, people are losing their their businesses, their their social networks are cut off, their hobbies and stuff are cut off. You basically stay home, sit in the pod, look at your screen, eat the bugs, you know. Do as you're told. It's just two weeks to flatten the curve. Well, that was a year ago. We're still here. And there's no end in sight, they say. And we may have to keep these measures in place for two to three to five years, even with the vaccine. Even when, You can't predict two to three to five years. They don't know what the hell they're doing. 
the modeling and the number, it's always wrong. There's no end in sight. There's no goals. There's no define, uh, you know, there's no defining objectives. There's no if A equals B and then C. If, they, if these conditions are met, then we'll do this, and then we'll do that, and then this would happen. There isn't. It's just do what we say, and we'll let you know when you can come back to normal, which is probably going to be never because it's been a year, and they love it. They love the extra attention. They love the fact that they get to feel like they're important. They're making tons of money, and when one person stands up and goes, hey, this is wrong that we should all be still, you know, we're not suffering. We're getting paid quite a lot of money, in fact, while all the people we're being paid to represent are suffering and literally dying in record numbers via suicide, overdose, deaths of despair. So I think it's only fair that we suffer in their fate of not having an income and trying to figure it out. And they laughed at him. Those are the people that are in charge. And the people that support those people in charge are the media. They say whatever they're told to say. They get caught on hot mics all the time. I just, that one in Ontario? I just say whatever they put in front of me. Oh, yeah, me too, me too. <laughs> so funny. So funny. Little kids are committing suicide. More than ever. Kids' help phone, here's a statistic. You want to look this up? Has increased at 400% in use this year over last year. I think it averaged 1.1 million calls, and then it went up to like 4-point-something million. I wonder, you know. I can keep going. There's a lot of pretty uh, pretty disgusting facts and numbers and statistics you can look at to give you an idea of how just how destructive this is. Mostly everyone I know is doing much, much worse than they were a year ago. People are living in fear and not of the virus of the government. Nobody... You know they're not afraid of it. They're wearing their mask under their nose. They take it off when they can get away with it. But, oh, I'm just doing what i got to do to follow the rules. So, so you're not afraid of the, 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 the virus then because you're just doing it because you're being told to. You're more afraid of uh, you know, being punished or someone pointing a finger at you and going, you know, got one of us. Put on it. It puts the mask on or it gets the hose again. That's what they're afraid of. They're afraid of the social stigma and being pointed. Like, that's cowardice. And once you realize that, like, wait, I'm just afraid of the government? Well, then what the hell are we doing here? Yes, that's exactly that's exactly where you should be at. Vulnerable people should be looked at. I mean, nothing needed to change. But we completely destroyed our economies. China's not been locked down, by the way. Their, their, their GDP is exploding through the roof. They're having massive pool parties in Wuhan. No, no vaccine there either. But, you know, they're just, they tricked us, you know. They've been wide open for quite a while. Remember all those videos of the people, you know, trembling in the street and foaming at the mouth and seizing up and all, oh, it looked horrifying. People being dragged away, screaming into vans and hospitals and overflowing with, you know, all that stuff. Where that None of that happened here or anywhere else in the Western world. That's strange. I wonder what happened there. But it's, you know, you can't question it. It's now a Canadian, it's a, it's a virtue. Canadian, American, you know, you're a, you're a good citizen if you just do what you're told and do whatever the government says. I mean, that's what makes you a good guy. And it's all these 
plague spreaders and anti-maskers and all the other cute little terms they have for everybody, right? Those people who hilariously, ironically enough, will call the um, the counter-narrative people like myself, we're the fascists and the Nazis, when these people that we're fighting against completely and totally uh, compose the type of attitude and behavior of the people that ratted out their fellow citizens in, in the Third Reich, in the Soviet Union, and, and in occupied France, or whatever, to save themselves. They had government snitch lines then, too, for unpopular people and people that needed to be dealt with that were breaking the rules. How are you any different? Severity aside, it's going to get more severe. It's been getting more and more severe. I saw a great meme the other day. It's just two weeks to flatten the curve, and now it's a year later and you don't have a face anymore. <laughs> it can get worse. It's the fact that you're just unquestioningly, you know, turning on your own fellow citizens, your own neighbors, the people you share your community and your home with, because some unelect, you know, some uh, faceless bureaucrat somewhere in a suit told you to. That's a very dangerous way to live. If too many people start living that way, the... Uh, the consequences can be quite tragic and horrifying. But, you know, bash the fash and whatever else. Racism. We live in a clown world. We live in a world where the government wants you to give them all of your money because the weather changes, and if you don't do it, you're a white supremacist. That's generally all of those, all of those talking points will get hit. In the run of a conversation with, with somebody that supports, uh, you know, Greta Thunberg, how dare you? How dare you stolen my dreams? Stolen your dreams? Uh-huh. How is it that both of your, you know, I'm not, no, I'm not even going to get into it. Enough of that. That kid has uh, had more than enough attention. For sure. Goodness, thank goodness it's going to be over soon. <laughs> it's almost over, sir. It's almost over. No, whistleblowers and people that tell the truth are punished, and people that lie and toe the line are uh, rewarded. Do you want to live in a world like that? Because that is the world we live in. Where's Julian Assange these days? All right. Trust the plan. <laughs> you think Julian trusted the plan? He trusted it all the way to life in prison. He's going to get extradited. The United States. Maybe he's going to go to Gitmo next. Or did Biden shut that down? I don't know. <sighs> well, I heard he raped somebody. <laughs> yeah? Because CNN told you? Must be true. They would never lie. They definitely wouldn't lie about everything. Christ. Hard to know what to say sometimes. I, I do so much talking now that I've, I, I'm starting to talk myself out. <laughs> I do like doing the evening shows, though. RagingDissident.tv is the website. Monday, Wednesday, Friday at 8 p.m. Eastern, I do um, do live streams there. What I would love to do is just copy that and upload those as podcasts, but unfortunately, I use a lot of copyrighted music and you know clips from movies, TV shows, you know different things. To It's hard to explain. You'll just have to go see it for yourself. But, uh, you know, I'm a pretty hateable guy. And if you hate this, you'll definitely hate that. And if you hate that, you're definitely going to hate this. So it's perfect. Not uh, 
huge department. Delivery's a little bit different, I suppose, but um, basically the same thing. You know, typical. Angry white guy who's mad at stuff. Yeah. Yeah, we've got nothing to be mad about. Everything's just peachy. Everything's just going just dandy. Everything's going just dandy for the uh, the Bitcoin people. <laughs> it's going to zero. CNN told me that. Also, the news said that a couple years ago. It was over. It was a pyramid scheme, and anybody that puts money into that is a crazy person, blah, 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 blah. Oh, my God. It's going all the way to zero. It was down to $6,000 a coin. It's, oh, man. Well, it started at zero. Now it's at $58,000 a United States dollars a coin. Um, because the smart money is flowing out of capital, uh, you know, markets and assets. No, the U.S. dollar, people aren't going to want to sit on cash if it's going to just plummet. Because they're printing trillions and trillions of dollars. Trillions of dollars. Like cartoonish level of money that you can't even fathom. One billion dollar, what's singular? One single billion dollars is $999 million plus a million dollars. Can you imagine having $9 million in your bank account? Can you imagine having 90 million? Can you imagine having 900 million? How about 999 million? And then another million, that's 1 billion. How about, and then we're going to have 20 of those, 50 of those, 100 of those. A th- no, 999 billion plus another billion, that's one trillion. Well, we're going to have two of those, two trillion dollars in the United States. And oh, but everybody's going to get 500 bucks. <laughs> you could have built the Death Star for that much money. That's more money. That's twice the, the entire economy of Canada in a year. Oh. And how much money are we, you know, when we're spending, you know, $250 million here, $400 million there. They gobble it all up. Anytime you see a lot, a huge chunk of money like that move around, somebody's getting paid. Uh, we, we donated it to poor people in Africa. No, you donated it to uh, rich warlords and gangsters in Africa who then funneled a lot of that, uh, a chunk of that money back to the people that uh, gave it to them in the first place. How do you think the Clinton Foundation made so much money? How is it that these people get into these power positions in government, public service, and retire with, you know, $50 million, do you think? That's not normal. That was never supposed to be the case. The president was supposed to just be a regular guy. The people are supposed to be represented by the people themselves because of, you know, people they elected because of their virtue or their leadership ability or some kind of perceived um, inherent skill in, in stewardship, management of the country, not because of who is most popular. And I mean, ev- Jesus, everything's just going to hell. Trudeau's got great hair, though. Oh. When your country, the majority of people operate this way, obviously this can't continue. This is not going to be something that uh, is going to be a successful thing down the road. We've got graphic designers and Photoshop uh, editors and drama teachers running the country. In the United States, you have a dementia patient with a bunch of... Uh, New Age communist uh, messaging. What are they called? The squad. These people like AOC down there. Like ugh. those are the people in charge, and a disturbingly num- a disturbingly high number of people are okay with this. And it doesn't matter what they do; they always escape consequence. Scandal after scandal after scandal after scandal. And we accept it. We permit it because, you know, we've been browbeaten. It's like, again, the abused spouse. 
Did your husband beat you again? Well, yeah, he does that every Friday. <laughs> I'm used to it. You're not supposed to be used to it. Very frustrating. But uh, I don't know. What can you do? Become ungovernable. I'm not following these rules anymore. I don't care. I didn't really in the first place, but, you know. Uh, you have to follow the rules to do business here in this business? All right. I'm never using your business again. There's nothing I need that bad that I'm going to sacrifice my dignity and, uh, you know, acquiesce to your, your crazy demands. And it takes a little bit out of you each time you do that. I remember back in the summertime or the spring um, talking about the people who were literally kneeling in front of these, uh, you know, BLM activists and kissing their feet. You remember these? Remember those videos? And then some of them were going, some of these activists were going around in public and demanding people like bow down before them and kiss their feet to apologize for slavery and racism and all this kind of stuff. I never owned any slaves, neither did my grandparents or anybody anywhere near remotely. I'm not apologizing for shit. But anyway, they kneel down and, and, and they're like, well, I mean, they're just, it's just like, you know, symbolic. No, it's not symbolic. When you literally do something, you did it. And they'll, they'll do the mental gymnastics and say, well, I didn't actually kiss their feet. No, you did. <laughs> you, you did. But every time you, you do these kinds of things, these actions, it takes a little bit out of you. And the, the reverse is true, too. You can build momentum both ways. Next time you go into a grocery store, you just don't wear the mask. What are they, they're not going to shoot you dead. I mean, not yet. <laughs> Jason Bourne and John Wick are not going to corner you in the, you know, the produce aisle and snap your neck. People are going to be kind of annoyed and upset. Maybe they'll pull out their phones and go, Ring! but if you can't have, if you don't have the strength to do that, how are you going to face what comes next? So if nothing else, even though it won't really. I mean, I don't think it can be turned. I mean, the tide is going the way it's going. But don't debase yourself unnecessarily if you don't have to because it does weaken you. It's like a discipline thing. It's like, uh, you know, you start eating, you know, junk food or drinking maybe. And then one leads to a little more and a little more and a little more. And the next thing you know, you're a full-blown diabetic uh, putting away a 40 of rum every day. <laughs> you know? How did this happen? Well, it started with a little bit and then it got more and more and more. But what's the harm? I'll just do a little bit of what they say. Maybe a little bit more because it's convenient. And I really don't want any trouble. So I'll just do, I'll just follow the rules for now. But someday, I mean, I'll follow these rules that are, that are, you know, substantially easy to not follow. And, you know, just, you know, civil disobedience wise. But trust me, in the future, when there, if there's government thugs going, you know, door to door, neighborhood to neighborhood to round up political dissidents and people that didn't get the vaccine and, you know, maybe they're harboring illegal weapons and this kind of stuff. When they start dragging people out of their houses at night into the front yard and sticking guns in their faces, I'm going to be there to stop them. I, mean, I don't have the guts not to wear a mask. But th when that happens, I will definitely. Come on, man. Who are you kidding? It only gets harder. It's only going to get harder. So if you don't have the if you don't have the parts to stand up now, you're not going to later. And if anything, the herd is going to thin out the more aggressive and, you know, stronger the government gets. With its, uh, with its measures. Because it's really not that hard right now. I get a kick out of... Um, I'm thankful that, that people do it. They're trying, you know, oh, we're fighting. We've got our signs and our petitions. Like, well, that's not really fighting. Fighting is more like, you know, Libya, Syria, <laughs> bloodshed. 
Uh, let, let's not trivialize the term, okay? Um, you're dissenting, I suppose. But if again, if not wearing a mask in, into a into a Seven Eleven or a grocery store is too much, uh, how are you? You know, what makes you think you're gonna you know resist anything else more serious in the future? They're not starting with the most brutal measures and then walking working their way down. It, it starts at the minimum required force used to compel the public to do what you need to do. And if you don't comply, they'll get a little bit harsher. If they don't comply, they'll get a little bit harsher. You know, that's what the police have been doing, if you haven't noticed. They tolerated some protests at first, especially in Toronto and Ontario. And okay, time to shut it down. Send in some cops, and it's more cops, and then it's riot cops. And then it's, uh, you know. So, I don't know. Just rambling on. That's um, probably going to do it for now. Nice Sunday afternoon. Uh, Yelling, <laughs> I yell too much at these. This is more of a, what did I call it the last time? I'm gonna sit around and uh, stare into the abyss, be along with my thoughts. <laughs> well, not quite along. Then you people that download and, and listen to it later. Uh, but if you are interested, if you don't, if you came here from the streams, then you know you already know. You already know. But if you are interested on YouTube. Uh, the entropy chat is where all the, you know, you go in there and chat live with everybody. You can send, um, you know, messages that way. The links are all on the, on the website, ragingdissident.tv. Monday, Wednesday, Friday, 8 p.m. Eastern. Uh, the telegram channel t.me slash ragingdissident. If you use telegram, there's a discord server. If you use that, um, I think I have a gab page somewhere that I rarely use parlor as well. <laughs> Instagram, all the, it's crazy. Because the censorship is so pervasive, you got to be in so many places just to get a just to get a word out any, anymore these days. They're playing whack-a-mole. <laughs> kind of reminds me of Afghanistan. <laughs> Drive here, fight there. Drive back, go there. But we were just there. Yeah, you got to go back again. I think we need more troops. Well, we don't have more troops, Billy. We've only got 260 men to police an area the size of Prince Edward Island. So figure it out. <laughs> but as soon as we leave, they're just going to come back. Well, I don't want to hear your fucking bad attitude, Mackenzie. <laughs> That's always... Whenever anybody points out a problem that the current authority doesn't have a solution for, they say you have a bad attitude. That's how the army usually works, in case anybody was interested. <laughs> Why are we doing this? This is stupid. I'm tired of your fucking attitude. <laughs> ah yes, the old bad attitude cop out. I just, I just don't think walking extended line through a minefield is the way to go. I thought, uh, you know, maybe we could. Uh, oh, uh, I'm tired of your your bitch attitude. Why don't you just walk through a minefield like a man, all right? <sighs> he missed the clowns, but not the circus. Anyway, if you want to go uh, tonight, tomorrow, tomorrow night, uh, 8 p.m. Eastern, Ragecast 101. Get a hundred of those if you can imagine. Usually about three three hours plus of, uh, you know, chaos. <laughs> the news, culture, all kinds of this kind of stuff. I get, you know, pretty animated and angry, and, uh, you know, sometimes sometimes it's fun. Community members call in at the end using the Discord app, and we, you know, chit-chat about whatever else. And, uh, you know, play some music, chug some beers. Phil is there, the uh, demonic goat figurine from another dimension, chaos dimension. I believe that's why the Large Hadron Collider is being constructed to return him back to his natural habitat. 
or maybe for him to br bring reinforcements into, into our world and our dimension and completely uh, destroy everyone and everything in it. Um, you know what? There's not that left much left to destroy anyway. So this is a risk I'm willing to take. This is an 80-20 solution for me. 80% <laughs> chance things get better or not worse, but, uh, you know. <laughs> anyway, thanks for, uh, thanks for listening. Or, uh, you know, you got to come up with a better outro. For uh, episode two of uh, whatever this is, uh, I think we're going to be calling it House Arrest. The Ragecast streams are Monday, Wednesday, Friday, 8 p.m. Eastern, and uh, I'm going to try to do these once a week. Because we all are kind of under house arrest. Literally and physically, in your mind and in your own world. Thanks for listening again. RagingDissident.tv. All the uh, the social media links and everything are there if you're interested in more. Join the mailing list on the website and you can get uh, updates, blog posts, and uh, you know where to find the, the rest of the nonsense. Cheers, guys. Uh, this has been another presentation of a madman rambling incoherent psycho thoughts. February 21st. Still. 2021. The never-ending decade. Cheers, guys.